0: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts week one of the college football season is here and to celebrate here on locked on dolphins we're taking an early look at some prospects that will be playing throughout the course of this fall that should be of particular interest at a few areas of need for the Dolphins long-term.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. want to give a tip of the cap to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a a daily basis because we don't just say we live it here on the Locked On Network. Now, when we say your team every day, uh, it's Saturday. It's week one of college football. And this is a Miami Dolphins show. But I'm also a draft Nick who's been in that game for about 10 years now. And I've been doing some work this summer to get ready for this college football season and the upcoming NFL draft cycle. And I've watched a number of prospects that I was, have been watching and grading in a vacuum across the spectrum of all 32 teams that I can't help, but sit back and say, man, this guy'd be pretty sweet on the dolphins. And, uh, wanted to take some time here on this bonus episode of the show. We of course have our regular programming Monday through Friday. Um, there's so much going on right now, and we've been waiting for so long for football to be back. I wanted to dive headfirst into this football action. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets with the lowest prices guaranteed. Maybe you want to go to a college football game. There you go. That's a great way to do it uh, spontaneously. Maybe you're going to listen to this podcast here in the next few hours and say, you know what? so and is playing at 7, 8 o'clock tonight. Let's go. I would love it. Uh, there, there's no shortage of games. We're kind of in the midst of a stretch where we had games on Thursday. We had games on Friday. University of Miami played on Friday. They uh, had a, a fairly strong showing against Miami of Ohio for the Battle of Real, Mi- Real Miami, since that was a thing. <laughs> we have games today, of course. Tomorrow night is LSU, Florida State. And the day after that is Clemson and Duke. So through Monday, you're going to have college football on your TV at least one block throughout the course of the day. And just wanted to set the table at some positions of need. Uh, We'll do a couple of these over the next couple of weekends on Saturdays. Uh, We, of course, have to fit like your game planning prep shows in for the games that are taking place for the Dolphins against the Chargers next weekend. So that's coming up. We'll have all that stuff as well. So this is these shows are not going to be in spite of anything else, but ad, rather they're, they're going to be bonus shows. Um, starting with, I think, what a lot of people would consider to be three areas of question for the Dolphins as things currently stand with the roster that they are getting ready to field this season. Uh, we'll go through offensive tackles and we'll, we'll go through into your offensive line and we'll go through linebackers. But today is tight ends, into your defensive linemen and safeties are the three positions for me that when I look at this roster and you acknowledge the changes that could be coming as the team transitions from a cap perspective and a, a roster management perspective and a team building perspective, there's going to be some upheaval. Uh, in these groups somewhere along the way, or there's a dire need of depth, or there's a dire need of a needle mover that's a starter for all three of these position rooms. So we're going to start with the tight end room. And the Dolphins, of course, have Derm Smythe, Tyler Croft, undrafted free agent Julian Hill. They have Tanner Connor on the practice squad. When you think about the tight ends that are available in this year's NFL draft class, it start, the conversation starts and ends with Brock Bowers at the University of Georgia. Uh, This is a unicorn type of player for what he's capable of doing. Uh, Presuming the Dolphins get to next April and they have a first round pick, wouldn't that be a sight to see after the last couple of years? Um, I can't guarantee that Brock Bowers will be in a range where we're expecting the Dolphins are going to be picking. But it also is interesting that Brock Bowers is a little off the beaten path of the traditional tight end play. He's some people would probably argue he's a tweener. I see a high level football player who uh, may fall because of positional value when it's all said and done. But this is a six foot four, 240, 245 pound player who takes end arounds for Georgia. Uh, very dynamic in the passing game, very sticky in the run game. I think you look at what the Dolphins went after with players like Elijah Higgins and Tanner Connor with that level of versatility. Brock Bowers from a versatility standpoint, uh, he's not Darnell Washington, who was a guy I was really emphatic I would have loved to have seen this, the team add last year. Well, they wanted more versatility tight end. Brock Bowers gives you that. When I look at the rest of the tight end group, I, I think there's a couple of really intriguing players, but I don't see any other needle movers. I don't see any other anybody else that I would put in consideration to be like a top 50 pick as of right now. Now, there's talented players like Eric All who transferred to Iowa from Michigan and C.J. Dip, uh, Dipray, Dipray, Dip? Um, pronunciation police don't come after me on that one. I have to figure that one out. All I know is I was watching other Big Ten prospects last year, and he's at Alabama now, but he was at Maryland. And this cat can scoot. Uh, really, really intriguing athlete. Uh, that is eligible for this year's class now at Alabama. I think Brevin Ford from Minnesota is uh, probably my next favorite tight end of guys that I've done and written up to this, this point in the game after Brock Bowers, but he's like a fringe day two guy for me. Uh, I think there's a bunch of guys that are going to be day two candidates. They'll be fighting amongst each other, and again, from a positional standpoint, tight end is an area where um, I think last year was probably a little bit of an outlier where you saw Dalton Kincaid go in the first round, and then you saw Sam Laporta and Michael Mayer go early um, on day two, like within the first eight picks. Usually you don't see tight end get that hot that early. So what I think is interesting about tight end is it's not considered a premium position, right? So the Dolphins, if they are a team that makes some degree of a playoff run, they're probably going to be in position to maybe not get Brock Bowers Although Kincaid was tight end one and went 26, 25 to Buffalo, whatever it ended up being. I could see Brock Bowers being a player that potentially does get into your stratosphere. Would be remiss to talk about tight ends without mentioning Aronde Gadsden the second. You heard me correctly. Uh, Former wide receiver convert interested to see if he's back bulked on some weight Uh, plays like a former wide receiver. But again, from a versatility standpoint, These are the kinds of guys that um, Mike McDaniel at at least is showing some signs of a tendency to gravitate towards. So I think that's food for thought. Aranda Gasson Jr. Right now I have him graded as a uh, early day three prospect who I could see sneaking into that top 100 conversation as well. We are next going to talk about the interior defensive line because everyone is concerned about the depth. I do think the practice squad alleviates the, the depth to a certain degree. Uh, but there's no question Raquan Davis is an expiring contract. Christian Wilkins appears to be set to play this season without a contract extension. So there's some potential there for disruption. And we are going to talk about who stands out to me at that position group that I have studied thus far this summer that you should be keeping your eyes on throughout the course of this fall, including today or this weekend, depending on where you are and what time it is that you're catching the show. So keep it locked in. We'll be right back. You need to get ready for football season. Make sure you got a little skin in the game yourself. You have some incredible offers over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5. And I'm not a math guy, but I know this is a great ROI. Get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed for a $5 bet. Also, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off on NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use and you can be on everything from the spreads to player props and everything in between. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So as we alluded to, um, the interior defensive line group is one that um, we're we're not guaranteed to have upheaval in. But uh, it is an area that appears to lack stability. And when I look at what is available in the interior defensive line class this year, not to guarantee everybody's going to come out, uh, there are a number of players that really jump off the screen at you in a way that is just impossible to ignore. Uh, The names that I have done at this stage uh, for the interior defensive line class include Leonard Taylor uh, from the University of Miami. Uh, total freak of an athlete. I thought he was relatively quiet against Miami of Ohio yesterday, uh, but they appear to be rotating pretty frequently. So I'm not going to read too much into that just at this point in time. Uh, Michael Hall, Ohio State. Uh, Rook or Horho from Clemson. Uh, Fabian Lovett from Florida State. Tyler Davis from Clemson. Gabe Hall from Baylor. Uh, Jerzon Newton from Illinois, Mason Smith from LSU. And then do I have any of the nose tackles done? Not yet, but to sweat and Nazir Stackhouse are on my short list to get to sooner rather than later. So just threw a lot of names at you. Here's what I can tell you about these guys and what we're going to be watching for from each of them. For Leonard Taylor, uh, who I think has the best potential out of any of these guys, it's putting it all together. He's built like Aaron Donald. I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald but he's built like Aaron Donald and he was a prized recruit coming through the recruiting process. Uh, All the tools in the world, freakish athleticism, freakish first step, really good ability to flatten. So he's a little bit more of a penetration style player than probably what Miami fans, dolphins fans, I should say are used to. If I were to pick out the player that I think probably parallels the most to what you have seen from this Dolphins front in recent years, it's probably Newton from Illinois. Uh, and I do think he's, he's the second best interior defensive lineman that I've graded. Uh, and from a grades perspective, I do have him down in the first round range. Um, so I, I think that's a player that you could have a realistic conversation about potentially being um, someone that you would take in the 20s. Now, I have Leonard Taylor graded higher than that, but I'd be surprised if Leonard Taylor is a player of the Dolphins sniff unless he does not put together the season that I think he's capable of. And if he doesn't do that, then he might not come out at all. So time will tell with Leonard Taylor. Um, but Newton from Illinois, I, I think, is a player who showcases penetration ability, showcases first step ability, showcases... Uh, the ability to control the point of attack with a a decent amount of consistency. So if you're the Dolphins and you want to continue to roll deep uh, behind Zach Sealer and potentially, presumably Christian Wilkins, they've been working on that contract extension. I think that's probably the first place that that my mind goes, is um, Newton's probably the best available option for you. Now, some of these other guys, whether it's Michael Hall from Ohio State, Ohio State's kind of had this weird trajectory for the last few years of interior defensive linemen that they put through, and they're all built the same way. They all win the same way, and I think Hall's an extension of that, and I I could see a pathway for Michael Hall being a fit for Miami, but I think in this Dolphins defense, he's probably more of a, at least early on in his career, rotational pass rusher, so he's not really a name that... Uh, jumps off the screen at me. I do think Nazir Stackhouse, who I'm familiar enough with from the University of Georgia, um, and Trevandre Sweat, space eater, A-gap defender type players, I think that's the big mystery for Miami if they get the contract extension done with Christian Wilkins. Uh, So it's a lot of powerhouse programs that have kind of guys that are up at the top of my list here between the University of Miami. You have uh, Ohio State. Clemson's got two guys. As far as interior defensive linemen with Orjorho and um, Tyler Davis, Texas, Florida State, you name it. Um, So odds are you're going to turn on a Fox noon game or a CBS 330 slate or whenever Ohio State's playing. And you're going to have an interior defensive lineman just based off. Those teams that usually get the national broadcast uh, are, are the ones that are really going to command the attention. So, from an interior defensive lineman standpoint, I haven't really gotten into the weeds with the mid round guys just yet. Uh, but there are a number of names that do stand out to me. And then a couple of these other names that I mentioned, like Michael Hall and Tyler Davis, I think are buzzy because they play at big name schools, but they probably are round two, three, four tight players that the Dolphins should realistically have a crack at. Of course, we'll see what the Dolphins ultimately decide to do as far as adding or subtracting more draft capital to what they're currently scheduled to, both at the trade deadline and then in the buildup to the draft and any players that they might not be able to agree to contract extension. So there's, there's this big variable of unknown, and I think the Dolphins the last few years have shown to us uh, not to take anything for granted or assume anything as it pertains to what their pre-draft process and strategy is going to be. Cause we've seen them exhaust draft capital. We've seen them load up on draft capital and we're kind of entering into a new chapter after this season with potentially being a team that has been competitive and is looking to now sustain the competitiveness. Do they walk the tightrope? Do they push it back another year? Do they try to load up now and soft transition? A lot of questions, and hopefully we get some answers. But uh, we, of course, have to play the season that's ahead. uh, But we can simultaneously play the season that's ahead and keep our eye on these developing storylines and potential pathways for the Dolphins, courtesy of the NFL Draft and these college prospects. Now, we're going to finish with safeties. That's next here on this episode. Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. College football. We're talking college football, NFL all kinds of sporting events back into potentially your daily routine. And if you're looking to get to the game and you want to avoid all the stress that's typically invoked with planning a trip or planning an event, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. You can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll get always the best price, no matter what. If you find tickets in the same section or row and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. From getting pictures of your seats beforehand, to being able to buy tickets in a matter of seconds, to having the ticket sent directly to your phone, there's no digging through your emails. You can snag tickets without the stress at game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest prices, guarantee. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft
1: coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Safeties, this is an interesting group. You've got Javon Holland, who's presu- presumably going to be here for a long time. With Deshaun Elliott on a one-year deal. Brian Jones in the last year of his contract and really did not play at all in the preseason. you got Elijah Campbell, who's been a career special teams-esque type of player. You've got a McKinley, who's an undrafted free agent, who's entering into year two. It's kind of a wild west of opportunities for the Dolphins. The good news is this, and it follows the same parallel as tight end. If you were to put premium positions across the league on a board and rank them like you were ranking prospects, tight end would be closer to the bottom. So would safety. And I look at the safeties that are available in this year's class, and holy guacamole, like Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips there are some stud safeties <laughs> that are available and eligible for the 2024 NFL draft. Two of them, one of them, I, I like significant more than the other, but the, the university of Miami, like having Leonard Taylor at, at defensive tackle, university of Miami has two draft eligible safeties that would probably be top 100 picks between Cameron Kitches, Kitchens and James Williams. Now, Kitchens for me is the best safety eligible for the class. I think he's an absolute stud. He's got big time range. He's got big time ball skills. He can play high center field. He's not afraid to come down. Uh, He has some competition, uh, but Kitchens is the one for me with the ball hawking ability, the capabilities of generating turnovers and the range and speed that really moves the needle. The other player that I have a first round grade on is not James Williams. I I have a fringe top 100 grade for him, but I could see the pathway because he's like a six foot two, 220 pound uh, powerhouse enforcer type player. Uh, Some teams might view him as a linebacker. Sometimes prospects get dinged for stuff like that. So I think for James Williams, how much high end and capable back end play can you showcase this season? It's the storyline for him. For Kinchin, or, or Kinchin's the other first round. Safety that I have is Tyler Newbin from Minnesota. He's already played this week in week one, and that dude went out and got two picks, including the game, uh, the swing opportunity that allowed the University of Minnesota to come back from, it's like 10 points down. Was it 10 points down? Seven points down in a minute and a half, and the other team had the ball, and he had a a second interception was a big-time play. Uh, to jump in front of a route that sat down in zone coverage. And he's really, really good instinctually. He's a bigger safety than Kitchens. He's not as explosive or dynamic. And I think about Nubin, and he's not the athlete that Javon Holland is, but I think as far as the versatility, the tackling, uh, the instincts, Newbin's probably a better complement for what the Dolphins currently have in their staple player. Uh, And that's a player who you have a really hard time seeing safeties get drafted in the first round of NFL drafts. And I think that bodes well for Miami to say, Hey, if we want to address some of our areas of need and we want to leave safety as an open position for us, when we get to April, April, you can see the best of the best be available on the board. So case in point, the top safety this year was Brian Branch. He went 45. He had no business being on the board at 45. You go to 22, 2022. Kyle Hamilton went at 14. Uh, The next highest safety was Lewisine at 32. Uh, So that's And then probably the player who had the best year last year and the player who might have the best year too is Jalen Petrie uh, from Baylor who went to Houston, and he went there at 37. 2021, your top safeties, Javon Hollandy went at 36 to the Dolphins. Uh, 2020, your top safety to come off the board was Xavier McKinney went out of Alabama he went to the New York Giants at 36 overall. So my point is if the Dolphins keep a first round pick and they address their other needs, you say, hey, we want to draft a player that is going to contribute to our team right off the jump instead of, hey, we're going to get a couple guys in the pipeline we're going to develop them and draft ahead of our needs a little bit like they did with Ezukama and like they did with Tyndall that everybody stressed out about. If you want to get a player to come in and be a contributor, safety's a spot. And there's there's other dudes we haven't even talked about yet, like Andrew Makuba uh, from Clemson, Kalen Bullock from South, USC, uh, Cole Bishop, who who played against the University of Florida and helped lay the smacketh down on the Florida Gators uh, the other night. Um, these are, these are all, I would not be surprised if they were top two rounds type of players. So you have a large surplus at safety. So it'll be interesting to see as the dolphins make their personnel decisions. And as these players declare themselves throughout the course of the fall, um, what the dolphins choose to prioritize and not prioritize, but I'm putting it on your radar now, because these are areas that I look at the roster and I say, yeah, there, there's going to be some influx here there has to be we'll do another one of these again soon i hope you guys enjoyed this saturday edition of locked on dolphins it's your team every day i appreciate you guys Uh, and listen this was one of the busiest weeks in the history of the show uh, which is very cool for me i've been here since 2020 and for the enthusiasm that this fan base has for this football team right now um I know everybody's anxious for the season to start. So am I were eight days away from the Dolphins kicking off their respective season in the four o'clock hour. I'll be here for you. So hit subscribe, follow on, you find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to our everydayers. Make it a great day. Enjoy the college football this weekend. I'll be back to talk to y'all again soon. Fins up.
1: Hey, prime members.